This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, Jamie uh, alluded to this earlier this morning, uh, but uh, as folks uh, dial in throughout the morning, they're going to have uh, um, among these questions about news about uh, Dylan Carter, and uh, you uh, you said earlier six to eight weeks for him. Yeah, broken wrist, six to eight weeks. So expect him back mid mid Mayish, which um, you know the postseason starts usually the first week of June. So that's you know you hope you get him back sooner than that, just so he can get you know it's it's hard to take that much time off and then. Mm-hmm. Still have your timing back at the plate. Has he used up all of his eligibility? No. Okay. He's so. a junior. Okay. Uh, does this require surgery? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, you would think for like a hitter. I mean, there's lots of injuries that you could you could suffer, but I don't know. It seems like that would be one that would be not necessarily devastating, but just, I mean, you use your wrists a lot. I mean, I realize you use all your body parts a lot, but maybe maybe there's other parts that the hitting coaches or that the hitting savants would say that would be worse. You know, whether it's a shoulder or a knee or a hip or a back or what have you. But it seems like a wrist would be. They always tell you don't you know when you're like when you're swinging, don't break your wrist. This is a different kind of problem, though. I I think that anything will affect your swing a whole bunch. So just a matter of time. But I mean, you can come back from it. Uh, this question for you, Jamie. I've got tickets to Saturday's game against Oklahoma State. So there may be bad weather on Sunday. Do you think they'll play two games Saturday and move the game time of the first one? I think they would probably not prefer to play two on Saturday. So you're probably going to see them wait as long as possible to to make a decision on that if if the weather is supposed to be bad on Sunday. But uh, it's possible. It's possible. But you wouldn't know that until you know, really at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, that would be that be a Friday decision or a Thursday decision, or is that kind of where both teams kind of – do both teams have some input on that since it's a Big 12 game? Um, I think a little bit. I mean, the home team has more. And then, and then <laughs> you know, then the umpires are sometimes involved too. But, yeah, the home team has more than the road team. But, I mean, there's some sort of a – uh, you know, coming together and yeah, I coming mean, up with a plan. I mean, you wouldn't want that to happen to you next year when you go to Oklahoma State. All of a sudden, they, they arbitrarily say, "Hey, we're going to play three games on Friday." Well, it's illegal to play three. Oh, games I know, in but one I was just, I was being facetious. I was being okay. sarcastic. I was being trying to be. I mean, funny. If, if that's what they said, well, you couldn't do it on Friday unless they let you know well in advance, right? I yeah. just, I guess, what I meant by that is that you know, it's kind of one of those deals where. You probably have some kind of gentleman's agreement that you would have a discussion about doing a doubleheader on a Saturday before you would just arbitrarily schedule it. Right. You have the discussion, but if the weather says it's going to be bad on Sunday, you you might. And then you'll have coaches that'll squawk about it mm-hmm. if, the, if they are really not wanting to play one of those games. Squawk. That's a great right. word. Squawk. It's like uh, I've heard, uh, you know, uh, Gary Ashby talking about on his uh, promo for Thetford and Ashby about baseball and walks and pitchers nibbling and usually that's what you use the word nibble for nibbling is with pitchers you know 
coaches squawk, mm-hmm. pitchers nibble. When do pitches pitchers nibble? I, I, he was just. I think when they. I don't know. Just listening to what he was talking about. I, I kinda, definitely think they do. I'm. I'm trying to see if you know the example. Of when well, they nibble. It, nibble is when they're trying to get it close to the plate so that the batter will swing at it, but without giving them the pitch that they want. Yeah. So like you're ahead in the count. O two is a pitcher. Yeah. And you want them to chase a little bit. Yeah. Did I do so okay you, there? So you, yeah, no, you nailed it. Okay. And so you're, you're throwing a little bit off the edge of the plate, trying to get him to, to expand the strike zone a little bit and get himself out maybe. And, and so you call that nibbling and usually you talk about the nibbling when all of a sudden you nibble too much yeah, and all of a sudden it's trouble. three and two yeah. and you, and you didn't just go after him. You nibbled too much and you didn't, you didn't put him away. He, it's also the guy that throws. 80 pitches in five innings as opposed to 80 pitches in seven innings mm, because mm. he's extending pitch count. He's Nibbling. extending he's extending his own pitch count at trying to force a guy to chase as opposed to just going after the hitter. He's nibbling Hugh too Darvish much. is a perfect example of a nibbler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ashby thinks the strike zone should be expanded. Do you, do you feel that way as well? Mm, never really thought about that. Um, because he hates the walk, which I think you hate. You've you've made it known that the, the walks drive you crazy too. Yeah. Um, how about? I mean, it just feels like we just need to. We need to throw strikes. Pitchers at all levels need to throw more strikes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Unless you're unless you're kind of unless you're kind of wild, you know, as a pitcher. That way, the expanded strike zone would help out those wild. Crafty left-handers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you went side to side a little bit more, I think I would be okay with that. Okay. I think I'd be all right with that. Do you think we'll have robot umpires for the strike zone in uh, Division One college baseball? It depends how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Is it cost-effective? Yeah. I don't know. Seems- You'd almost have to do it across all. You'd probably have to start with the Power Five and the, and the league games before you'd get down to the UT Arlington level would be my guess. I don't really know. It seems like it, it would it's trending in that direction. Oh, this is not good news. The weather forecast for Sunday apparently is 30% chance of snow and a high of 45. Exciting. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't sound like baseball weather at all. Does not. So, even Jack Paxton yesterday said that uh, they're going to need their space heater this weekend. So, Jamie's going to need like two is he not a fan of the space heater or is he not is he Oklahoma tough or what what is he what's his deal there um there's a space heater up in the in our booth that's not mine and he has kind of commandeered that one so he's figured out Jamie's got a good idea over <laughs> on his side of the He just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, over on this side of the table. I don't know if he doesn't want to admit it or not mm-hmm. but he goes and uses it now. Who's whose space heater is it? And Coach Thomas's. Yeah, Coach Thomas's. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured. Okay, six thirty-seven this morning, here on the morning drive. Oh boy, thirty percent chance of snow and a high of forty-five. Ick. Uh, we'll have uh, basketball on the air for you tonight uh, as the uh, NCAA basketball tournament gets underway. Uh, coverage begins at five thirty. The tip time is five forty for the first game, uh, featuring Southeastern Missouri State. They're a sixteen seed. They'll take on Texas A and M Corpus Christi. Uh, the winner of this game uh, gets to enjoy Alabama later on this week. Really? Yeah. 
Is that a, home, a little homecoming? Homecoming. Well, is you said Lady Raiders? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. No, this is the this is the NCAA basketball tournament. Oh, okay. The I winner of this talking. game, Southeastern Missouri State and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The winner of this game plays Alabama. Okay. In the second round of the okay. I thought first you were, round. I thought you were going WNIT. Though. No, no, My no, bad. no, no. Um, and then uh, the other game tonight, the late game tonight, that's scheduled tip time, is uh, Pittsburgh, uh, an 11 seed, to p- taking on Mississippi State. Okay, so those those two teams will battle uh, tonight uh, as the uh, 11 seeds uh, take part in the uh, NCAA basketball tournament. And the winner of this game faces Big 12 um uh, Rival Iowa State. Iowa State is a six seed, and so I. You know what's uh, confusing to me? You want uh, the list, or do you going to name a specific one? I I think I'm with Chuck on this one. If I don't understand how one side you got two sixteens playing in this, and the other side you got two elevens. Right. What, what in the world? Why don't you just have the the, the four all six, four sixteens? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Yes. All all four sixteens. I don't get it at all. Yeah. That's that is confusing to me. I don't. I do not get it. Because on tomorrow, Texas Southern and uh, Fairleigh Dickinson uh, will uh, will play. They're 16 seeds. The winner of that game gets Purdue. Okay. And then the other 11 seeds, Arizona State and Nevada, they'll face the six seed TCU. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand, Chuck. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. The uh, 12 seeds were bubble teams. So that's a chance to get your way in. <laughs> I'm telling care. you what the, they're, why, they're not the, I'm telling they're the you better why they teams. Did it this way. They're the better teams. It should be the bad ones that are playing the play. All game. four 16 seeds should play this play in game. That's how I look at that. That would make sense to me, but mm-hmm. they don't ask me. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I have time for this day in sports history. Today is March the 14th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. Going to start in 1954 because Milwaukee Braves future home run king Hank Aaron homers in his debut exhibition game mm. against the Boston Red Sox. 1960, Philadelphia center Wilt Chamberlain sets an NBA record of 53 points in the Warriors' 132-112 win over the Syracuse Nationals at the Philadelphia Civic Center. The Nats. 1972, NBA Cincinnati Royals, plagued by poor home attendance, (laughs) announce that they are moving the franchise to Kansas City. It worked for a little bit. Well, just remember, Chuck, it's true in sports as it is in, in relationships. If they'll do it w- with you, they'll do it to you. Right. And and they were so excited about moving to Kansas City, they actually played some of their games in Omaha. They initially were the Kansas City-Omaha Kings. How weird was that? That's or is strange. That? It yeah. is. It, it was very strange. 1978, NFL permanently adds a seventh official. This would be the side judge. Why don't we have 11? That way they can all watch one player on the offense or the defense. Well, you're our NFL expert. <laughs> Why know. don't they have 11, Chuck? I don't know. Well, <laughs> they'd all have to watch two, remember? Yeah, they'd all have to watch, right, this offense and defense. Right, yeah, right, right, field, right. Yeah. 
And in 2010, the 51st SEC Men's Basketball Tournament took place, and the winner was crowned with Kentucky beating Mississippi State 75-74 to in overtime. It is National Potato Chip Day. Oh, very nice. It's also National Pie Day. Mm. Because, you know. Oh, 314. Look at Chuck remembering how things work. <laughs> also I'd remember. I have potato chips and pie. Depends on the pie. I could use some apple pie. I wouldn't be upset with apple pie right now. I think I'm with Jamie. I eat more potato chips than I do more pie. Well, be, it's, it's tough, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't. No one can eat just one potato chip. I don't eat a lot of either, but I just, well, I enjoy chips more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when I said, pay attention to this date today? At you, this point yesterday? Yes, you did. A couple did. of big birthdays. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player, Todrick Gocher turns 30 today. Okay. And former Texas Tech football head coach would have celebrated a birthday today in Spike Dykes. Well, Okay. Uh, Steph Curry, 35. Simone Biles, 26. Quincy Jones is 90. Michael Kane is 90. Billy Crystal, 75. Kevin Brown, 58. Ron Dane, 45. And Larry Johnson is 54. And it's fair to say here on the morning drive that we're fans of top 10s, right? Like, especially if we're in one, in the top 10 basketball, baseball, whatever bolt, right? Sure, sure. Let's not try to get on this top 10 though that started in 1950 the federal bureau of investigation institutes the 10 most wanted fugitives Mm. list in an effort to publicize particularly dangerous fugitives uh the creation of the program arose out of a wire service news story in 49 about the toughest guys that the fbi wanted to capture the story uh drew so much to public attention that the 10 most wanted list was given the green light by j edgar hoover the following year since its debut, hundreds of criminals include, uh, have been included on the list, have been apprehended or located, with more than 150 as a result of tips from the public. The criteria for selection on the, is simple. Criminal must have a lengthy record of uh, and current pending charges that make him or her particularly dangerous, and that the FBI must believe that the, pu- the publicity attendant to placement on the list will assist in the apprehension of the fugitive. And traditionally, there's only two ways to get off of the list, gentlemen. Die or you get caught? That would be the two traditional ways. (laughs) And that is this dance. There's never like a, oh, never mind. He's not that. There's somebody else that slid into the top ten. dropped out of the top ten, yeah. There there have been a few that the uh, crimes have stopped and that the person has been gone or hidden long enough, I guess is the way to put it, mm-hmm. that they are no longer worthy of being a top 10 threat. But uh, in general, the two ways to get off are to die or to get caught. I feel like we don't hear as much about the top 10 anymore, the top 10 most wanted. I feel like that that has, in uh, mainstream media, has uh, kind of dropped off the, the face of the earth a little bit. It's probably fair. Yeah. It used to be you could go to the post office and they'd have they'd have the top 10 Enlisted. When's the last time you were in a post office? Has it been is it Christmas time generally or is it Valentine's Day or is it... I don't remember. It's been many years probably. Many years. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I visit <clears throat> I visit the uh 
1978 uh, post office once a month? Um, now that I think about it, it's it's not been years. Okay, but I bet it's been quite some time, close to a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you're right. I've been I've, I've had to mail some packages or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's been a couple times. Okay. There you go. Most uh, current, most wanted list on our uh, website right now through the uh, Gates Flooring Center chat line. Okay. Well, yours is to helpful, Jeff McGuire. Uh, Choice or Clint or anybody we know on there. Oh, the three of them have been captured. We got to get a new three. Now there's only seven. Mm. We can't have a top 10 minus three. Uh, no, don't see anybody that uh, we work with. Okay. On their top two. I don't even see any names that I recognize. That's well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, just that no relatives or they've been in the news or something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, another uh, birthday today. I was shocked to see that Michael Caine is 90 and still alive. Same and Quincy Jones, I knew he was still alive. Um, but uh, Rick Dees is 72 today. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a disc jockey in Los Angeles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he had the famous uh song Disco Duck. He was a disc jockey, and that's how he got his claim to fame. He was a disc jockey in a big flamethrowing top forty radio station, and then he came up in the in the mid seventies with uh, Disco Duck, Disco Disco Duck, and he they sold like a he sold millions of those things, and I think he became quite wealthy. Okay, well, and he also right. had a top forty program, and he would in his show have a little uh, chisme or gossip or just entertainment news, but he called it D's Sleaze. What do you think about that? It's good. These sleeves. You know how, um, and this is something that only we would notice because of how the nature of our business We meaning you and me and Jamie or Everybody that works in this building. Okay. uh, They'll put a notice or disclaimer on the bottom that you can't redistribute this information. Right. Rights are broadcast, blah, blah, blah. Notice this on the FBI top 10. The official FBI top 10 most uh, wanted fugitives lifts. Fugitives list is maintained on the FBI website. This information may be copied and distributed. Mm. Like they want you to share it. Like sure. as opposed to almost everything else we deal well, with. You, did. You've, you can't. You've now curried favor with uh, with uh, the FBI. I try to work with the feds whenever I possibly can. We Not probably that they ask often. I wonder how many G-men we have listening right now to the morning drive. I don't know, man. Because there's some, you know, Treasury Department officials or sure, you know, FBI people that uh, you know work for the Feds, you know, G men or G women, you know, that uh, work for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Mm-hmm. Flap, <clears throat> slap that badge out there. Uh, yes, I'm with the FBI. I'm here to see you. It's mm. pretty cool. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, 6.53 this morning here on The Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t com for that. Uh, this uh, fire sprinkler guy here just wanted to tell you how appreciative I am of you, and I'm still an avid listener. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Awesome. And we're, thank you. We're pleased to have you uh, in your home or your car or your shower this morning, wherever, wherever you find us. Um, or take us, uh, frankly, because you can... You can take us anywhere in your morning your morning stroll. Uh, we'll have Tech Baseball on the air for you tonight at 6. Play-by-play at 6.30. They take on UT Arlington. They're the Mustangs. Okay? The Mustangs. Mavericks? The Mavericks. They're the Mavericks. <laughs> I knew it began with an M. See, here I was so impressed with myself. You, that were, so, you were so confident. I was. I was. They are the Mustangs. They are the Mavericks, right? The Mavericks. 
of UT uh, UT Arlington. Okay. <clears throat> Man, 6.54 this morning on the Morning Drive. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. All right, just a quick look at the list of available uh, openings right now in Division One college basketball. If you want to put Texas as the top job that's open, and I don't, um, because your success recently has been better than theirs, um, there's nobody else that even comes close to the Red Raiders that's that's open right now. I mean, seriously, the next, the next, and I think there's a huge gap between Texas, Texas Tech, and everybody else. I mean, a huge gap because you have Wichita State that's open, Notre Dame that's open. That's not a great job. Um, why is not Notre Dame not a great job? Because they're they've not had any recent success or history that is even close to to what you've had here in terms of wins and significant wins and Sweet Sixteen appearances and things like that. I mean, Mike Bray did a great did a good job, but it's not it's not great. I mean, I still think it was a good job. I don't know that I would put it as high as the Longhorns and Red Raiders, but I still think it's yeah. a good job. Yeah, so I mean that's what I'm saying. I think it's I think there's I think there's gap there. I don't think Georgetown's a good job. Um, I would agree. You know, um, <laughs> I think uh, I don't know that St. John's is a great job. I mean, again, there there, there was a point in time where when those two schools, St. John's and Georgetown, were historic. Yeah, but we're were. talking about in the '80s, talking 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's just. That's just my take. I, th- I think it's, I think it's Tech Texas, and then Gap, Big Gap, Notre Dame, Big Gap, Wichita State. Okay, Wichita State's had some recent success. They have, right, right. I mean, they've been to a Final Four, but I mean, they've also fallen on, uh, on hard time. Uh, Chuck's recent history: We are sixteen and sixteen. Texas is twenty six and eight. We went to the Sweet Sixteen last year. We played for a national championship, twenty nineteen. They have not had anywhere near that kind of success. Uh, with Texas Longhorn basketball. Yeah, I just, I don't know that that, I mean, if if there's a coach out there that was offered both jobs mm-hmm. and he had his pick of the two, I, I mean, with the resources that, that are available there, I would Maybe have so. a hard time thinking they wouldn't choose Texas. Okay. All right. Uh, time now to play the game that we all love. It's the uh, 71st annual Double T 97.3 Lubbock Regional Spelling Bee presented by Optimum. The actual event with the Smart Kids will take place on Saturday, March the 25th at the Y. The Regional Spelling Bee consists of students who have won their respective district competitions. This is real competition. Uh, Students competing in the Regional Bee represent both private, public, and charter schools. The winner and their parent will receive a trip to Washington, D.C. for the National Spelling Bee, where you could be the overall bee champion. So we uh, have a little exercise in spelling here this morning on the morning drive. We will this afternoon as well on Tech Talk. I am 0-1 to start the uh, 2023 Spelling Bee season. All right. Yesterday I gave you a sport. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with that again today. Okay. This will be one of your favorite sports, so this should be easy for you. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's actually two words. Okay. Two words. Okay. Thank you. Two words. Today's words... Synchronized swimming. Synchronized swimming. 
Well, I'll get the I'll get the second part first. <laughs> no, you can't do that can't first. Be, let's see, S Y N C H R O N I Z E D, and then swimming S W I M. Is there two M's or one? M I N G. Synchronized swimming. Wow! Way to go. I feel well done. I feel like that was. I'm not pretty gonna large. lie. If he had gotten swimming wrong, wrong, I know. I know. I know. You that would never the hear the end of it. I know. I know. I swam last night. <laughs> mm. uh, that would have been unbelievable, hilar- <laughs> unbelievably hilarious. I know. I know. But it did, it did make me think, though, when I got to that. It's like, are there two mm-hmm. M's? Yes, there are two mm-hmm. M's. Okay, so I'm one and one. Woohoo! There you go. Well I'm done. Level Bat par. five hundred. Batten five hundred. All right, so uh, we'll see how the Tech Talk boys do uh, this afternoon prior to Red Raider baseball. Do you uh, do you think there's a good speller on the Tech baseball team? <laughs> I'm sure there's one. I have no idea. No. Okay. I've, I'm no. I'm sure there is, yeah. but I have no idea. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. Uh, that's not. Those, that's not a question I've ever asked. Okay. Hey, are you a good speller? Are you a good speller? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever want a spelling bee? <laughs> all, of all the notes they put in their bios, mm-hmm. none of them. Yeah. You know, none of them have that. No, one, they do not. Won the spelling bee in uh, in, in their uh, sixth grade year or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that you brought it up, what are some of the interesting notes that you read this year in their bios, Jamie? Anything jump out? As, huh, never would have thought that. Um, I don't know. I think it's really cool that Ryan Freeze, both of his parents, played sports at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, we call that a legacy. That's, yeah. I mean, the rest of them are just baseball notes. I don't think anybody else has anything that no, super jump, jumps out at No you. little tidbits that uh, you, you've gathered through your <clears throat> extensive war chest of uh of tidbits there's nothing that jumps out at me that would okay. be intriguing to you guys just baseball be, things it would be intriguing to us yeah <laughs> that makes it sound so uh pedestrian well as we all know chuck you're not really into sports you're no just that's into not the true you guys you guys you guys spread this narrative that is just <laughs> um actually you spread the narrative it's completely we just pointed out. out you yeah. uh, don't spread them don't spread the narrative uh red raiders will be in action tonight they take on uh, the uta mavericks jamie Oh, they're the Mavericks now. Uh, they're the Mavericks now. Our airtime tonight with the Red Raider warm-up show, 6 o'clock, play-by-play uh, this evening at 6.30. And then tomorrow's activity is uh, 2 o'clock first pitch, one thirty pregame. We're supposed to have hot dogs and baseball in our brand-new conference room here tomorrow. Oh, that's fun. But that's, uh, that's scheduled to start at 1, which is, you know, an hour before the game. I don't think we... I don't think this, this, you know, apparently we're going to have a little baseball activity here tomorrow. The compound, the new compound. I hope nobody spills mustard or anything on ketchup on the new carpet. That would be, that would end those kind of activities. 
I mean, you're. I guess I would expect at some point something's going to get spilled on a carpet. Or I know, but I mean, I mean, like you yesterday with the coffee. I know, I know. I felt bad about that because I know, I know, I, tr- I truly did feel bad about that because I know how much the smell of coffee nauseates you. And I did my best to clean it up. Hopefully, it was okay for the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for you. We you... got around to cleaning it, yes. yes. Well, I cleaned it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, after the show. After the show. After I had to deal with that smell for an hour. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Wasn't not a whole lot of, uh, wasn't seeing a lot of initiative, Jeff, to get that cleaned up during well, the I, show yesterday. I, I cleaned up the, I guess I just didn't think about the actual smell until you brought in the uh, sanitizing wipes. I'm like, oh yeah, they probably... <laughs> But you cleaned it up with a with a dry paper towel. I mean, that's right. really not going to wipe the scent away. Yeah, right. And you and I and I get it. You don't you don't care for the the scent of coffee. The look of coffee doesn't bother Jamie. It's the smell. It's the, it's smell. the smell. It's yeah. the revolting smell of coffee that that uh, that you don't care for at all. And I'm fine with people drinking it just when you're in a closed area yeah. and, and you pour it out <laughs> it smells I to try to stinks up stinks up the joint 724 yeah. uh real quick uh is there anything you expect is there anything you're looking for in today's game is this or is this is this a game these two games or would you just say hey i'd like you to just play clean baseball is that was that what you'd like to see that's more fair, right there just play clean defense yeah, and throw strikes you yeah. know keep keep the Free passes down and and be solid defensively. Doesn't mean you're going to make every play, but I mean, because you know, but you, you you just need to be start improving in that area. Because wouldn't you say, by and large, you've been really happy with your offense? Absolutely. Yeah, and your pitching. Mm-hmm. And, and even your pitching middle relief and maybe. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think you've killed it with your starting rotation, but I think it's going to keep getting better. And I think you've been good enough. I, I just I think you've you've shown you've got plenty of quality arms that you can rely on. I, I mean this you have the really good pieces this year. I, I mean they're young, no question, but you have really good pieces. You, you just got to figure out this defense thing and and again not not put so many leadoff hitters on base. That would help the left side especially. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Kind of feel like I've already won the day today with uh, the correct uh, spelling of uh, the word synchronized swimming. So I kind of feel like anything else that I get out of today is it really a bonus. Um... I'm curious as to how much my uh, success today will be ballyhooed on other programs because usually it's my failures that are that are more entertaining. So probably little to no mention will be will be made of my correct spelling of synchronized swimming. Be my guess. Jeff, where's the music, man? That's it. That's it. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I was really hoping we get to you know Jamie's question of the day. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jamie's question of the day. It's right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to give a little interlude into that. <clears throat> All right. So my question today involves sure. the NCAA tournament. Big mm-hmm. twelve teams. Okay. 
Obviously, West Virginia as a nine is playing Maryland as an eight, okay? Mm-hmm. And you would think that's basically a toss-up game. So take the other six. Which team do you think has the best chance to be upset? Oh. You got a one, a two, two threes, two sixes. So which Big 12 team do you think is the most likely to have a first-round exit? Again, obviously, I think everybody would pick West Virginia, but take them out of it. Okay. All right. I, I'm gonna, can I do it by process of elimination? I don't think it'll be Kansas. I don't think it'll be Texas. I don't think it'll be Kansas State. Uh, so you've already talked about um, West Virginia. So there's four. So that leaves, that leaves two matchups left. Iowa State plays uh, the winner of Mississippi State and Pitt. Uh, those two teams are playing in the first four. And then TCU plays the winner of Arizona State and Nevada. You know, my my initial reaction to that was, um, was TCU. So I'm, I'm, I think TCU has peaked. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with TCU. Jeff? Oh, Baylor's also in there. They play UC Santa Barbara. First round wise, I think Iowa State's the answer I'm going with here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi State and Pitt, they get a little momentum going, can be a little bit dangerous. Sure. And Iowa State mm-hmm. isn't like, you know, setting the world on fire. I think there's some truth to what Jeff mentioned. There, I do too. Is that you play in that play in game mm-hmm. and you get feeling good about things and you get the feeling of hey we already got a win here you know um we're we're kind of rolling right now yep. and meanwhile iowa state sitting around all week mm-hmm. long you know <clears throat> talking and wondering and not able to just sit back and um not able to just sit back and um you know get ready for the next opponent because they don't know who it is until right. after tonight right, right? so mm-hmm. I think that factors in as well. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going, Jeff. No, no. And with them knowing that Iowa State's on tap next, have a, a much easier game plan if you win the first game. While they can't just focus, while they are looking ahead to know who their opponent is, Iowa State's got no clue. So you've got that scouting advantage too. Uh, and I think TCU's better than Iowa State. So I'm going to go the Cyclones in this. My answer is Iowa State, and it's not because of the opponent. It well, I wasn't really thinking any of the things that Jeff mentioned, but I think he's making good points. I do too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm going with Iowa State because I feel like they're the most schizophrenic team. We just don't know what we're getting from them. I mean, at, at times they look like a great basketball team. At, at times they can't. I, I mean, they just are not very good at all. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just don't know what we get from uh, – I don't know. They're just all over the place with Iowa State. So I'm I'm going to say Iowa State because of that. Uh, somebody says off the Yates Morning Center chat line, the, the Longhorns. I don't know if you're being serious or just hopeful, but I'll just say this. If the two-seeded Texas Longhorns lose to the 15-seed Colgate, uh, that'll be the end of Rodney Terry's uh, quest to be a head coach for the Longhorns long term, I, I think. That's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Colgate. Yeah, Colgate. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Um, I like a lot of what you guys just said. Um, probably if you'd have gone first, I might have might have changed my mind. I just feel like that TCU is a team that um, 
that disappoints. But you might say that about Baylor too. I mean, but Baylor in the first round, I mean, they play, they're a three seed. They play UC Santa Barbara. I, I, I can't see Baylor losing that game. And, and frankly. And that's kind of the thing looking at the first round. You've got a bunch of layups in the Big 12, in mm-hmm. theory, um, for the second round to get to the second round. I'm not, as much as I want Kansas to lose to a nobody team, they're not losing a first round game. Unless it's Wichita State, and that's a different story altogether. Um, but you can't. The second round, I could see Texas falling. I could see Baylor falling in the second round, but they're still going to get past the first round. I don't know that Iowa State does. Well, Baylor would play the winner of Creighton and North Carolina State. So Creighton's the higher seed. I, I'm, I'm buying a little bit of what you're selling there. And, and, and there's no pushover for Kansas either. I mean, you get the winner of Arkansas and Illinois. Um, and both of those teams could could pose a problem. Um, as far as K-State is concerned, they'll play Montana State. K-State's a three seed. Montana State's a 14 seed. They'll get the winner of Kentucky and Providence. Um, and so, you know, you kind of you kind of look at all that and go, no, there's there's certainly some it just it just speaks to how hard it is to get to the Sweet 16, right? Or the Elite Eight mm-hmm. or even the Final Four. When you're talking about in the second round, you've got concern. It's like how many how many Big Twelve teams are going to make it out of the second round of the Sweet Sixteen? I mean, there might only be three or four, maybe. You know, um, in fact, probably if there say were... that again, three or four teams in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> a quarter of the Sweet Sixteen is the Big Twelve. I, I know, but when you say that they were that the Big Twelve was the best league. A quarter of the Sweet 16 would be your conference. Yeah. Would would do you need it to be half? Yeah. You're, Is that the the argument you're making here? Yeah. yeah you're, you're. How many how many basketball teams are there in Division One? Three hundred and thirty or something. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. And half of the final sixteen teams are from your conference. I think that says you've got a pretty good conference, Chuck. Sure. No. No. No doubt. No doubt. But I mean, what I, if I'm it's sorry, only, a quarter of the Big Twelve. What if it's o- what if it's only three though? Three out have, of sixteen. Uh, other conferences would kill to have one. <clears throat> Pro- probably, probably fair. We just kind of come to maybe, maybe you just exp- you, you exp- again. It just speaks to get, how hard it is to get to the Sweet Sixteen, right? And if you get three of them, three of them in there, <clears throat> I think you'd still be happy. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this. I'm the biggest Texas hater, but dang, I really think this Texas team has a great chance to make the Elite Eight. At least they are that good. Uh, they are. Uh, this, the 314 matchup, is where the last four three seeds that have lost have all been from the Big 12, and there are two three seeds in this tournament. And yes, I know past history doesn't play in this game, but I know Chuck loves these tidbits. Uh, I do. I do. I should call you Chuck Tidbit Hines. I like a, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like a little, like a little tidbit from time to time, without without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, in the uh, in all time in the first round, the the three versus the fourteen, um, the fourteen seed is, has won twenty two times and lost one hundred and twenty six times. The sixteen versus the one, it's one and one forty seven. Um, the closest matchup is the eight and the nine it's uh the nine seed is won 76 times and the eight seed is won 72 times so 
That's in, in first round play. And then the five versus the 12, it's 53 and 95. Uh, the 11 versus the six, it's a 57 and 91. So think about that. Uh, somebody says this, I think Northwestern and Oral Roberts are your Cinderella stories. Yeah, there's a lot of people that feel like that um, ORU is um, is is going to beat Duke mm. in that first round. It'd be a fun matchup. That would be a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. And and the Oral Roberts coach is one of those coaches that's on the watch list for Texas Tech. Sure. You know, um, we'll see. Uh, this 740, Chuck can be Mr. Bits. Uh, Mr. Bits. Kibbles and Bits. <laughs> Kibbles and Bits. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio and look forward to uh, hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, you can also visit with us uh, personally on the Visual Edge IT hotline. You like that? Visit with us personally. One-on-one. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. one-on-two. One-on-two. One-on-three. There's three. One-on-three. Yeah. But, I mean, if you, if you uh, specifically uh, wanted to, to speak to Jamie, which I, I certainly would understand that you would, uh, you can. And we, Jeff and I would remain as silent as we can. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> which I don't, I don't know. Which I don't is what know. Jeff and I try to do when Chuck walks through the halls on his phone. You, you, you understand <laughs> the reasoning Chuck. for that, right? <laughs> Poor Chuck's phone doesn't work in his office. Right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever. We had set things up where Chuck was, you know, had away as from much everybody. distance away from us as he could get, and now he's forced to come stand outside the door. No, I try not to stand outside okay. your. I don't stand outside your door. I go, mm-hmm. I go down the hall and use a, an empty office. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but yeah, that's a, you that's a problem. You get like a bigger megaphone or something so you can have those conversations easier. <laughs> I just, you just, have you tried pulling up the little antenna on your flip phone? Have you ever tried that? Okay. It doesn't, <laughs> I don't have a flip phone. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, um, remember that when we used to oh, have yeah. antennas on oh, the yeah. phone? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I I remember all that. You know, I it it my phone does, and I can't tell you how many times when I when I'm somebody has called me and I and they can't hear me and then they they blame it on themselves. This poor gal yesterday that I was talking to, uh, customer, uh, and she's like, something's wrong with my phone with our phones. I'm going to call you back on my cell phone, and I'm like, no, it's it ain't you, it's me. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, no, don't. Don't don't blame it on don't blame it on yours. It's uh, it's all on all on my end. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the deal. Uh, well, good luck. We're all pulling for you. Thank you. Chuck remains silent. Is it possible? No, it is not possible. <laughs> it's not. It's not possible. It's not. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So you know what I was I, I've been kind of thinking about this Texas Tech basketball coaching search. Um, and, and I think this is unique compared to previous searches in that you have everything in place to be successful except the coach. I mean, you've got the facilities, you've got the support of the of the of the townies, 
of the students. Um, you've got the the donors, the um, NIL folks, the boosters. However, you want to be 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 framed. This you is, think any of that will wane or drop off a little bit after the craziness of this year? I think it depends on who you hire as a coach. I mean, and, and you know if the if the if if the coach is hired and it's like, oh, who's this guy? You know, we're taking a taking a flyer here. I think my answer to that question is no. Because mine is no. Yeah, I think they're everybody's still firmly behind, and I think um, almost maybe even more so just because they're frustrated with this last coach. Well, and and. And here's here's the thing though too is that like for instance when you when you fired Pat Knight might you might have been at rock bottom there maybe but then you you reached the new rock bottom when you hired Billy Gillespie and you thought it was going to go swimmingly and it did not because did it, anybody think with that team it was going to go swimmingly? No, I just thought. I mean, you thought it was going to take some time. Yeah, right? but I thought I thought you had the right guy. Okay. I thought you, I think everybody thought you had the right guy, and then it, clearly you did not. And then you 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 went even further down, and so you end up hiring Tubby Smith, and it turns out to be, you know, he gets you back uh, to an NCAA tournament, and you feel like, oh, things are going things are going pretty well here. And then the season ends, and they're supposed to have a meeting with a donor, probably Dusty Womble, about building a new basketball facility, and Tubby, for whatever reason, ghosted him. And left, drove to Amarillo, got on a plane, landed in Memphis, took that job. Did not go well for him there. He ends up getting fired, and you hired Chris Beard. And and look, I mean, that went well because within five years, you went to a national championship game in a possession away from cutting down nets. And then and then when Beard leaves, I think I don't know that they had a true coaching search. I mean, I know that they interviewed Darvin Ham, and I know that they kicked the tires around, but I mean, it's April the 1st, so any, or, or even a little bit later when, when that was right around the 1st of April, so it's not like you had the full opportunity during a, to, to do a full search, right? Yeah, but I don't think uh, anybody thought you needed to. Right, and that's, and that's the other point. So, you know, so now I think, to me, I think you've got everything in place, it's now finding... Okay, who is the right person to come in and lead this program to where you can, you know, sweet 16s and elite 8s and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, and let's face it, I mean, you've got to have a little bit of luck to get to an elite 8 and a final 4, but you've proven that you can do it. So nobody can come here and say, hey, our, no, we've been there. Get us, get us back there. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think this is different and, and obviously, you've got to get players, and that and that's the coach's job. But in terms of all the things that you can control to a degree, fan support, booster support, facilities, arena, you know, budget, all that stuff. Man, you've you've checked off a lot of objections that previous coaches or prospects might have had about your program. No doubt. So that's fair. So I I I think I think this is a different kind of search in that. I think you should be the one that people are seeking, not necessarily you seeking others. I think there'd be a lot of people that are like crawling over hot coals to get this job. You wouldn't have been able to say that all the time. Yeah, probably a combination of both things, of them seeking you out and you seeking them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be just I'll just be real curious as to who we start hearing that might be interested or involved. I mean the 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 you're going to have some suspects out there that you just expect, like a, a Grant McCaslin or suspects. Yeah, <laughs> suspects. You know, you know. There's there's Andy Kennedy. I'll tell you, I don't want Quanzo Martin, the former Missouri head coach. That's what. Um, but who knows? He'll probably be the guy now. Uh, Paul Mills, he's going to be on that list. Al Pinkins could be on that list. Um, I don't know about Kellen Sampson. Um, you might have. You might go to uh, an assistant uh, assistant coach, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And and I I don't know. It's just going to be. I, I I think they're going to swing for a big a big name. And who is that big name? And here's the other here's the other question I was kind of thinking about going. You know, like Ole Miss is kind of where Tech was a few years ago, in that there's they're swinging here. They, it's High risk, high reward with Chris Beard. Okay. I think it's high risk, high reward because he's proven that he can win. He's proven that he can be bat blank crazy. And and we know that there's going to be drama in the athletic department. And but maybe maybe there's some contrition. I mean, with a guy like Beard, who was highly successful, he made a lot of demands. And there's let's see if they have the stomach to be able to feed his demands. Sure. And look, like like he can say, it's like, all my demands at Texas Tech, they worked out pretty well for them. They worked out pretty well for them, but he's going to have to be on his extra best behavior or uh, it will not work out well for him there. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.